Hello and welcome to the Sleep Talking Moms podcast, where we talk through practical sleep advice for busy moms and their kids. I'm your host, Carrie Anna, and today I'm actually going to share a pre-recorded episode with you all about juggling sleep and sickness. Unfortunately, sickness and the season of being sick is upon us, and so I wanted to give you some actionable tips and steps that you can take to get you through that period and then to get you back to normal after your kiddo is no longer sick. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I'm gonna walk you through my mental process that I go through when my own kids are sick, when I have clients whose kids are sick. And so let's kind of walk through this step-by-step. The first thing I want you to do is discern what type of sickness your child is going through, okay? Because depending on the level of severity, that is absolutely gonna change the way that we respond. So are we talking about a simple cold with cough and sniffles? Are we talking about a fever? Are we talking about ear infections? Are we talking about vomiting? Obviously, depending on where you fall on that spectrum, that is absolutely gonna dictate how you respond. So take note of that first. Then I want you to take stock of your child and how they previously have responded to illness. So do they have a history of being hit really hard with illness and they are just down for the count when they're sick? Or do they have more of a history where they're sick, you know it, but they're acting normal, doesn't seem to be phasing them a ton, or do they fall somewhere in between? Every child is different and some have a harder time with sickness and some are pretty unfazed by it. So you're also gonna wanna take that information in as you are deciding how you're going to respond to their sickness and to sleep. And we're gonna take these two pieces of information and kinda just stick them in our back pocket um, and keep them back there while we're making these decisions or maybe in the back of your mind is a better analogy. We're gonna stick them in the back of your mind while you're making these sleep decisions moving forward. Next thing that I want you to do is continue to offer your usual routines and expectations with sleep. So we're gonna try this first. If it doesn't work, okay, no big deal, but let's at least try. We won't know unless we try. So go through your usual nap time and bedtime routine, lay your child down in the way that you usually would, and just see what happens. Maybe they will accept it just fine, or maybe they will need a little extra help to get off to sleep. So once you've tried, if you've tried and failed, of course, we're not failing at all, but if that's what you feel is happening, then I would like you to go through basically a soothing ladder. So when we're looking at a ladder, if you wanna envision one with me, we want to start on the bottom rungs, right? Those would be the least invasive rungs. We're not gonna jump all the way to the top with the biggest, baddest help that we can offer, we're gonna start on the lower rungs. So that would be things like just staying in the room and offering some soothing words. Maybe you're patting their back while they lay in their crib or patting their tummy. Um, Maybe every once in a while you are picking them up and cuddling them and then putting them back down. Um, And so you can see we're kind of working our way up from just a little bit of help to a little more help if they need it, to a little more if they need it. And then by the time you get to the top, you get to your things like picking up and holding to sleep, picking up and rocking to sleep, potentially laying with them until they fall asleep, um, maybe nursing or bottle feeding them to sleep. So we wanna save those for the top of the rung and slowly work our way up that soothing ladder. And of course, feel free to stop wherever you can. Um, If we can stop lower on the rung, that's great. And if not, that's okay too. There is no such thing as failing here. And if you end up 
having to help a lot for them to fall asleep and that's unusual, then that's okay. They really need that when they're sick sometimes. So feel free to do that. No guilt necessary during this portion. I also want you to be mindful as you're going up the soothing ladder. So for instance, if you previously had a very strong association with nursing to sleep, and that was something you had to work really hard to remove, offering nursing to get them back to sleep may not be your best bet here. So maybe that's just off the table and you do anything else you need to to help them sleep, but you know for your own sanity and for their clarity that you just need to keep nursing to sleep off the table. That's okay. You can say that. You can make that rule for yourself. Another good example would be like if co-sleeping was something that you did and it was really hard for you to break that habit. Now you're on the other side of it. If your child's sick, maybe you don't choose to go back into that co-sleeping habit. Maybe you choose a different way to handle their sleep. Maybe that even means if you need to sleep in their room, you camp out on their floor or sleep right next to their crib, um, but kind of deciding that you don't want to cross that line over to bringing them into your bed again, that's also an okay option. I would say that's a very mindful, smart option if that's your situation. Of course, like I said, nothing is off limits when they're sick. As long as you're being safe, you can do what you need to, but we do want to have that mindful piece in there when you're going through that soothing ladder. One final suggestion I want to make sleep is vital during your child's recovery, okay? So while sick, some little ones will sleep way more than they usually do. Other ones will sleep less, okay? Both are considered normal, but wherever we can, we want to be sure we are providing them with those consistent opportunities to sleep. And on top of that, I want you to remember that night sleep is king. Okay, so night sleep is the best, most restorative sleep we can get. Naps are great, and especially during sickness, naps are very good. Okay, but nothing beats that long restorative night sleep. And so if you feel like your child is napping a lot, which isn't necessarily bad during sickness, but if they're napping a lot and it's at the expense of their nights, that's when I would recommend that we kind of pull back a little on the naps. Yes, they're still gonna nap a lot. I would mark uh, kind of as a cap for their naps at around three hours. So if they've been napping for three hours, I would wake them at that point, get them some awake time, get them those fluids and that nutrition that they also need to recover, and then have them be awake for a little bit before they take another nap. That can help so that our nights don't get all messed up and they don't miss out on that vital restorative sleep from the evening. So just to recap that point, I don't want there to be any confusion. Extra napping while sick, totally okay, great in fact. But too much napping in expense of night sleep, not ideal. So I know when our little ones are sick that we can get all jumbled up and stressed out about sickness and sleep and all the things. And I hope that these tips help encourage you to take a deep breath, control what we can control and let go of those things that we can't and know that your child is going to get better. You will get to the other side. And when you do, if you need help, I'm here for you.